Hello, my name is Sarah Sloan, and you're listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. Hope you guys are doing okay. Um, I just wanted to first start the show by saying, what is up with parties? I think it's the weirdest thing. You know, you have a party and you're like, oh my gosh, I want this person to come and this person to come, uh, you know, all my friends and bring them all together. And so then they all come and they're there to celebrate you. Correct. Obviously. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a good time. And now why do I say that? Well, it's, it's just because, just because they get along with you doesn't mean they get along with each other. So say you bring, you know, 15 people and they're all your really close friends which I don't even know how a person can have that many close friends. And they're all trying to talk to each other. And it's just a little awkward because you can't talk to all of them at the whole time, the whole event, the whole party. It's just not going to happen. And then even if they do start to get along and they start to get along too well, then you're like, hey, you know, jealousy maybe creeps in. Hey, what's going on? Why are you guys talking so much? And then they end up becoming best friends and then they leave you. So the whole concept of parties is kind of a little weird, but then what's the alternative? What do you do instead? Maybe, maybe you do like a bunch of micro parties and you go and do like all these, like, oh, I'll go to the park with this friend. I'll go eat, eat dinner with this friend. I'll go, um, work out with this friend. And you do a bunch of like little parties and that actually could be a better time and it could be more events. But that way you're able to spend time with that friend. Because like the concept of you being celebrated is an interesting one. We need celebration. You know, if it's our birthday or whatever, whatever. Typically a party means celebration and that's why you congregate together to celebrate. And so then why do all these random people have to be together in order to do that? I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about that. Thanks for listening to me. I needed to let that out. All right. So for the first story, um, everybody knows about the Met Gala. It happens at the museum, the Met in New York. I went one time and it was, it, it has a lot of stuff and uh, you get to look at all of it. And I'm a person, I like museums. You know, I don't think everybody likes museums. Uh, people just like I don't know. They just go and take photos in front of the most famous thing there and then they just leave. No, I'm like the person that like reads the descriptions and really looks at the art or whatever it might be. And the Met just has so much stuff. It's amazing how much stuff they have. And I think tickets probably used to be free, but I, I remember that they did cost a little bit of money. It wasn't bad though. But yeah, sorry. Uh, the point is the Met Gala, which if you want to like know a little bit more on the... Uh, kind of the backside of the Met Gala, Ocean's Eleven, I think. It's either Ocean's Eight or Eleven. One of those movies is basically showing the Met Gala. So you kind of get to see the other side. And I think it's interesting. But all these celebrities, they go and they have these crazy outfits and they're all trying to top each other on who's, whose outfit is the craziest. One lady pretty much, it's kind of gross to say, but she was she covered herself with a gold dust and just had nipple covers on and that's what she was wearing so it, yeah they they definitely wear some interesting outfits but kim kardashian uh it was very interesting she 
um, actually had Marilyn Monroe's dress that she wore whenever she was saying happy birthday to JFK. Happy birthday. It sounded like that. It was so weird. It's like sing it normal. Just be like, happy birthday to you. You know, something like that. I think that'd be more fun. So she had this dress, but Kim couldn't fit. So then she loses weight. So uh, let's play this uh, clip and you can hear a little more about it. Give me like three weeks and I, I had to lose 16 pounds down today to, to be able to fit this. But I, it was such a challenge. It was like a roll. Right. I was You're determined. So how did Kim do it? She tells Vogue she wore a sauna suit twice a day, ran on the treadmill, cut out carbs and sugar, and stuck to a diet of veggies and protein. Kim insists, quote, I didn't starve myself, but I was so strict. You just got to roll with it. Which brings us back to Lily, who shared her two cents on Kim's drastic diet on Instagram. Quote, to walk on a red carpet and do an interview where you say how starving you are because you haven't eaten carbs in the last month, all to fit in a f***ing dress? So wrong, so f***ing on hundreds of levels. To openly admit to starving yourself for the sake of the Met Gala, when you know very well that millions of young men and women are looking up to you and listening to your every word, the ignorance is otherworldly disgusting. On Tuesday, Lily doubled down on all that, tweeting about why she feels empowered to speak her mind. Quote, I do not say the things that I say because I want to be relevant or get attention. I speak up because I don't see enough people with large platforms calling out toxic behavior in our industry. Some people will never understand where I'm coming from, and that's okay. It's a similar sentiment she echoed to E.T. a few years ago. I find that confidence in knowing that I'm not pretending to be anyone else, you know? It's like if someone doesn't like me, that's fine because it's just me and I'm not pretending to be anything else. So, yeah, there's nothing, there's no show that I'm putting on for anyone. And Lily's unfiltered opinion on the topic comes as no surprise. The Apparently she had uh, dated... Or no, I think I forget how close she was, but she was uh, in a relationship with Cole Sprouse from the show uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody um, while they were together on the role uh, on their roles in the show Riverdale. And uh, she basically was rumored to be pregnant, but she wasn't and was very offended that people thought that. So I think that now she's, you know, really tries to speak up about that kind of stuff. So like if we look at if we look at this issue, it. Someone trying to lose weight to fit into a dress. Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's that bad. You know, uh, did she kill anybody? Did, is anybody hurt? Is anybody affected? She look, Kim looks healthy. She looks amazing. I don't really see the harm in her losing weight. And you know, how otherworldly, whatever the quote was that this uh, Lily said, which, the name Lily. I got plenty of thoughts about that, but that'll be for another day. You know, it just seems, it seems like Kim is being, you know, put as a, as a villain in this, and I don't necessarily know why. She wanted to wear Marilyn Monroe's dress for the Met Gala. She has an image. People expect him, Kim to wear certain outfits to, you know, to draw attention. That's how, that's her brand. That's how she's made all the money that she's made. That's why she's successful. 
and she has that idea to wear that dress and she doesn't fit in it which you know makes sense like honestly maybe kim is just a a taller woman than marilyn i don't know um and then also let's be real you know in our society we've gotten bigger and bigger and bigger just because of the bad foods that we eat so yeah i i probably could wear a dress that a 24 year old wore in the 60s and it would be too tight on me as well you know it's just like let's be realistic about this so maybe that should encourage people uh to look at their own bodies and say hey should i lose some weight and it doesn't mean you starve yourself no that's the thing any anytime somebody stocks uh, starts talking about losing weight people start getting so defensive and they start saying things like well don't don't starve yourself don't go too far now who, who was who was starving themselves? I didn't say I was going to starve myself. Kim, Kim did not starve herself. She said she was strict. She said she ate only certain things. She wore the sauna suit twice a day. She didn't starve herself. But we try to villainize losing weight. But if somebody, lo- if somebody gains 100 pounds, we're happy for them. Well, it's actually not good for you to be big. It's not good for you to be fat. That's bad for you. And the fact that I even have to say that is just kind of insane. But yeah, we're just, we're trying to be so careful nowadays. So um, gist of the story, Kim is right, Lily's wrong. I said it and I'm not taking it back. Okay, now next story. Basically, uh, Dave Chappelle, very famous stand-up comedian, obviously. uh, He was, you know, doing a a stand-up and he was tackled, tackled hard to the ground. So uh, let's play a little clip about it, and then we'll, we'll talk. Basically, sorry, Chris Rock was there. Um, a bunch of celebrities were there, because Dave Chappelle is just so important. You know, he's a, he's a big-time celebrity. So uh, Chris Rock was there, and then um, he goes up on the stage and makes a joke about Will Smith. Was that Will Smith? Chris Rock makes a joke about Will Smith after Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage. The 48-year-old comedian was tackled mid-set on Tuesday night as he performed at the Los Angeles Hollywood Bowl as part of the Netflix is a Joke Festival. The Los Angeles Police Department confirms to ET that the suspect, identified as 23-year-old Isaiah Lee, jumped on stage armed with a handgun replica that included a knife blade. Security immediately intervened and police tell us that the suspect was detained, booked on $30,000 bail, and charged with assault with a deadly weapon after being taken to the hospital with superficial injuries. Pretty good. Well, after the super tense mid-show moment, Rock, who performed at the festival before Chappelle, returned to the stage to make a joke, naturally asking, Was that Will Smith? Of course, that was a reference to when Smith slapped Rock during the 2022 Oscars, after he made a joke about the Oscar winner's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. (laughs) A source tells ET that Rock was not on stage when the attack occurred, but as soon as he realized what all the commotion was about, he immediately went over to check on Chappelle and without skipping a beat, made that joke about the King Richard star. Was that Will Smith? 
So a uh, very interesting situation. You know, Dave Chappelle is, you know, one can ar- always argue, but I'd say him and Joe Rogan are definitely the most famous stand-up comedians in the country at this time. Like, I can't think of anybody else that's bigger than them. Jim Gaffigan is very famous as well, but I- I'm sorry. I really think it's those two. So um, this is, in my opinion, this is going to keep on happening. And if it's happening to Dave Chappelle, then it's going to happen to all the small-time comedians as well. When Will Smith barely got in trouble for what he did to Chris Rock, that basically showed everybody that, go ahead, you're free to hit comedians, you're free to tackle comedians, uh, stab comedians, whatever you need to do, you're free to do it. And because if, if Will Smith you know, won't get in trouble, then I won't get in trouble. That was the message that was sent. And basically this 23-year-old, uh, they they charged it, you know, his crime as a misdemeanor. And that's it. So they, they're not even really going to, to do a serious charge. What he did was extremely dangerous. And it's, a, you know, it's, it's to somebody on a stage. There should have been security as well. I, I don't think that they had enough beefed up security, but... Um, yeah, that this is going to keep on happening if it's not taken seriously. And don't count on California to be harsh on crime because they don't care. They, they just don't care at all. But I thought it was a very interesting story. Okay, last story. Um, it's going to be the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. So, so much has been going on with that. Basically, the backstory, if you don't know, um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard were married. And uh, then, you know... And it's it's so hard just because it, there's still a trial. It's so hard to know exactly what's true and what's false. But the gist of it is that they have been abusive to each other. They have been mutually abusive. They've just not, they've been toxic people. It's been a toxic relationship. And um, they have both done harm to each other. Johnny Depp, he is frustrated that... Um, Amber Heard had worked with the ACLU to write a kind of an op-ed about a domestic abuse. And it was super obvious who she was talking about. She was talking about Johnny Depp. And he felt uh, that that was, he's just tired of, of his reputation being tarnished. And that his kids think that he is a, a violent, terrible man. And so he sued her and now they're in court and is for defamation. And most likely... It's pretty obvious that he's probably going to lose, but the question is, will at least some of his uh, reputation be restored? Will people think of him differently? And so that's kind of the hope for him, Uh, kind of PR, public relations, his image, just to kind of save his his last bit of dignity. So he was speaking first, and, you know, we figured out, okay, you know, she wasn't perfect. Uh, she, she threw a vodka bottle at him and it kind of cut off the tip of his finger. His finger was bloody everywhere. Um, she pooped in his bed. There were videos where she was just like laughing at him, you know, things like that, you know, so she, it's not like she was completely guilt free either, but then Amber Heard gets to talk. And so she talks for a day and pretty much right now where the trial stands, they're taking a week off. And Amber Heard's lawyers, you know, timed it perfectly because you always want the last thing to be in people in the jury's mind, like the last thing that was said. So the jury's just going to be thinking about what Amber Heard said. And it's like extremely traumatic, scary stories. Um, 
like really inappropriate stuff that Johnny did to her. So uh, I'm not going to play the inappropriate stuff, but I'm going to play where she's talking about the first time that Johnny Depp um, uh, allegedly hit her. It changed my life. I was sitting on the couch and we were talking. We were having a like a normal conversation, you know, just there was no fighting, no argument, nothing. And um, he was drinking and um, I didn't realize at the time, but I think he was using cocaine because it was like there was a jar, a jar of cocaine out on the table. I, re I realize that sounds weird, but it was like a, an actual vintage jar of it. But I didn't see him use it at the time, so I, I didn't really factor that in. I just, you know, he's drinking and we're talking and it's there's music playing and he's smoking cigarettes and we're sitting next to each other on the couch. And I ask him about the tattoo he has on his arm. And to me, it just looked like um, black marks. It, like, I didn't know, I didn't know what it said. It just looked like muddled, faded tattoo that was hard to read. And I said, what, is it, what does it say? And he um, said, it says, why no? It says, why no? And I, um, I didn't see that. I thought he was joking uh, because it didn't look like it said that at all. And I laughed. It was that simple. Um, I, I just laughed because I thought he was joking. And slapped me across the face. And I laughed. I laugh because I, I didn't know what else to do. I thought, this must be a joke. He said, you think it's so funny. You think it's funny. You think you're a funny. And he slapped me again. Like, it was clear. It wasn't a joke anymore. But I don't know what else to say or do. So I just stared at him. I didn't say anything. I didn't react. I didn't move or freak out or defend myself or, or say, what are you doing? You're crazy. I just stared at him because I didn't know what else to do. And he slaps me one more time. Hard. I lose my balance. All of a sudden, realizing that the worst thing has just happened to me that could possibly happen to you, I realize that I... I wish so much he had said he was joking because it didn't hurt, didn't physically hurt me. I was just sitting there on this, on, on this carpet, looking at the dirty carpet, wondering how I wound up on this carpet and why I was never, why I never noticed that the carpet was so filthy before. I just sat there thinking, how much time do I have to I figure out what I need to do? Because God, did he just hit me? No, I didn't want to leave him. I didn't want this to be the reality. I didn't want to have the man I was in love with. I know you don't come back from that. You know, I'm not dumb. I, I know you can't hit a woman. I, you can't hit a man. You can't hit anyone. And I wish I could sit here and say I stood up and I walked out of that house and I drew a line and I stood up for myself. Before I know it, he starts crying. And, you know, like, I... I I've never seen an adult man cry, and he's crying. Uh, tears, I mean, just falling out of his eyes. He gets down on his knees, and he grabs my hands, and he's 
touching my hands and he's saying to me, I will never do that again. I'm so sorry, baby. I, I put the f***er away. I thought I killed it and it's, it's done. I, 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 I thought I put the monster away and I've done it before. It's done. I didn't say anything. I made a point to not say, oh, it's okay or anything like that. I just didn't say anything. I got up, I went to the car, I sat in my car and I felt like I sat there forever. I didn't want to turn the key. I just leaned my head up again. Yeah, so as you can see, extremely, extremely compelling. Um, super believable. And and I, I'm not saying one way or the other. I really don't know. I really don't know. It's it's so hard whenever you're basically just going off of uh, he said, well, he said, she said, that is hard to say. Don't say that 10 times fast. You're going to mess up like I did. Um, it's so hard. And so I, it, but this trial is fascinating. If you can try to keep up with it because uh, it shows you the depravity of man and how everybody wants to be one of these awesome celebrities and have, oh man, imagine having Johnny Depp as a husband, uh, as your husband or Amber Heard as your wife. Oh, just a, the dream. How wonderful that'd be. You know, it's not so great. Some of these people, you know, I think it's, I think it's impossible if you're in a situation like them being as famous as they are to, uh, to be normal. I don't think that's really possible for them. Um, because you're, you, you don't have a private life. You have to live far away. You have to live in an expensive homes just to be safe at all. Um, you know, your, your job is, is always different, changing with different people. Like nothing is, is stable about your life. And so, you know, I think sometimes a lot of people think, oh, I want that lifestyle so badly. Oh, I, I, I so envy that the grass is greener mentality. And I think, I think it's a mistake. To, to want that they are messed up they are messed up people and they need jesus just like we all do um i think it's just hard it's hard to it's hard to know that you need jesus when when you are being told how wonderful you are all the time it's hard i think that makes it a lot harder and i i wouldn't know because i'm not a celebrity but i just imagine i'm trying to put myself in their shoes um but yeah i if I had to guess on what's going to happen, I think at first I, I thought that this would be good for Johnny Depp. And now after hearing just one day, just one day of her of her testimony, I'm starting to think maybe Johnny Depp shouldn't have done this in the first place because I don't think it's going to go too well for him. So that's kind of my gist on that. Now let's go to the verse. It's going to be Psalm 105 verse uh, 4. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works, which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O seed of Abraham, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen ones. We have a choice, you know. We have a choice with everything. Seek or don't seek. It's better to seek. And I think the enemy so tries to make it uh, undesirable to seek. There's so many things that's more interesting than seeking in our minds. Uh, but interest interest is, is not really that important. Sometimes we have to do what we don't feel like doing. And that's sometimes we don't feel like seeking his face as much as I hate to admit it. Um, but God has done wonderful things for us. And even if you're not aware of it and you don't believe it, he still has. It doesn't refute it. He's protected you. He, 
the fact that you're alive, he has a purpose for you. Um, he is good to us. So I hope you guys did enjoy the show and that you have a wonderful day.